Welcome, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Rogue Show. I'm the coach, Jared Rogel, and it is Seminole Softball Monday. And more importantly, the road to Oklahoma City starts this week. We'll be right back to start the show. After this, we are brought to you, as always, by Swivel Vision Training Goggles and Softball Spirit Magazine. Taking you inside the locker room, into the coaching offices, and onto the field. Lace up the cleats, grab the glove, pick up the bat, and get ready to play. Because it's time for Seminole Softball Monday on the Coach Rogue Show. And now, here are Jared Rogel and the head coach of FSU Softball, Lonnie Alameda. And welcome in to TCRS, the Coach Road Show and Seminole Softball Monday. Again, we're brought to you by Swivel Vision Training Goggles. Check them out at swivelvision.com and Softball Spirit Magazine. You can see that at softballspirit.us. Really quick, want to take you around softball with our Around Softball NCAA Tournament Edition. Some important numbers here. 11 SEC teams make it into the tournament, the Pac-12 and ACC both having seven, seven first-timers also making trips to this year's tournament in Binghamton, Central Arkansas, Fairfield, Indiana State, Pittsburgh, St. John's, and Weber State. Also, to note this, only 12 schools, 12 schools have been crowned the NCAA Division I softball champion since the tournament started in 1982, and only 11 will compete in this year's bracket. The lone team out, Cal State Fullerton, who won the national championship in 1986 under then-head coach Judy Garman with top pitcher for Cal State at that time, now the head coach at Texas, Connie Clark. Also top eight. Florida, Oregon, Michigan, Auburn, LSU, Alabama, UCLA, and Tennessee. Right now, I want to bring in the head coach of the Florida State Seminoles and the 2015 ACC Coach of the Year, Lonnie Alameda. Coach, good to have you, and I can't wait. It's uh, May Madness. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of excited. So, thanks for having me, Jared. This is a good time of year. So, Coach, let me, let me first start off with this. Congratulations on uh, picking up ACC Coach of the Year. Mm, coaching Staff of the Year. I know that they put it as Coach of the Year, but, you know, we all know that uh, programs don't run without the amazing support staff and staff we have. So, Snyder Wilson, big part of it, but my whole entire support staff is outstanding. So, um, it's a Coaching Staff of the Year. So, we thank you for that. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Coach, let's, before we get into tournament talk, let's talk ACC championship in the ACC tournament. Um, the wins there, 4-2 to over BC, 11-4 to over NC State, 6-2 over Pitt. Um, you know, just kind of walk us through the uh, ACC championship. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, it was a huge mark for us. We've been waiting all season for our team really to kind of come together and find the identity of themselves and I feel as if they were a little bit in the shadow of the World Series and what it meant to be at the World Series and losing 16 years that had a lot of experience and to see the fight and this team come together and the leadership with Maddie, Lacey and Bailey and 
our freshmen step up and have big games for us and come from behind wins and beating some really good pitchers. Just just huge momentum for us to roll into hosting this again. Coach, I'm glad you brought that up. And, and one thing that a lot of people were making noise about, especially at the end of last week and even partly in the middle of last week, was the amount of runs that are being scored. And this mm-hmm. year, more than ever, I think teams are going to have to have, if a team does not have at least two pitchers this year, they're not getting into Super Regionals, let alone making it to Oklahoma City. So the fact that you do have two very, very solid pitchers in Florida State, where do you think that puts you as far as uh, heading into the tournament goes? Yeah, well, you know, I think there's – couple strategic things you know I mean game one is obviously very important but game two if you're not playing that double header game is, is very important when you're looking at if you're a only one pitcher program you know obviously we're very comfortable Jessica Burroughs she was uh, outstanding for us this weekend she's been outstanding all season I just think the world got to see how great she is and how great Lacey and her work together and complement each other so we're in a really good position, but, you know, there's definitely those double-header days, you know. If you can win those games so you're not putting yourself in a double-header day, you're in a good position with, with one pitcher. Um, but, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of programs out there, Tennessee being one of them, that really rotates their pitching staff through the seven innings and, and tries to get some matchups, kind of like Auburn does too. And um, that's something that's really starting to show up in our game right now. And, um, gosh, kudos to our game for, you know, really taking the offensive side to the next level. Uh, I think a little bit of that is I think our umpires have uh, really settled down into better strike zones, where in the past I think overall the strike zones have been a bit bigger, so it really favored the pitching part of it. And now the strike zones are a little more what I call true, and um, you really have to pitch. And, and these hitters work really hard, and I'm a pitching coach, so it's silly to, to say that, you know, I'm excited about the good tight strike zones, but our hitters and our programs work really hard, so why take the bat out of their hands? So I think it's a good thing, and I think you're really starting to see true games being played, true defensive strategies, true pitchers coming in and release and getting, you know, multiple two, three, four outs for a team, which is big, and bringing someone else back in. And situational hitting becomes key and something that we've really taken pride in and showed up for us this weekend. So I think there's some really cool things about our game right now, even though people are saying, wow, so many runs are being scored, but yet the strategy and the excitement of this game is huge for us, and people are going to see that you know, on display this weekend, next weekend, in World Series. And I want to let everybody know a couple other uh, individual highlights as well from the ACC tournament, Jessica Burroughs being named the tournament MVP, uh, Burroughs, Chanella, Powers, uh, Dadis and Warren all getting onto the all-tournament team there as well. Coach, I want to talk about this. Looking at, and before we get into the Tallahassee Regional, looking around the rest of the country and the rest of the regionals, I want to get your take on the most intriguing one after I, after I let everybody know mine. My most intriguing regional has to be the Lafayette Regional, and here's why. Back to what we were just talking about with the pitching. UL has Jordan Wallace, Christina Hamilton. Mississippi State comes in with Silkwood and Toller, plus the Harrisonburg Regional, which could possibly have a top-five pitcher going into next season in James Madison's Jalen Ford. The question there, though, is going to be can they beat NC State? What is the most intriguing uh, regional to you? Ours. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, and I said, I look at it, uh, you know, I mean, you look at the RPI coming out today, and we're seven RPI, and, you know, I think there's uh, quite a few teams coming in here, just like last season, that was uh, very challenging in the circle, and, um, you know, I think UCF, um, you know, kind of, they had an amazing season and maybe should have been given a little bit more of an opportunity. You know, I don't know, like when you look at it, but I do think ours is quite intriguing. Um, I agree with you. You know, I think Baylor, you know, they're, they're a great program. ULL's great program. Um, there's some out there that people are like, Oh, that's a really cakewalk regional. And, you know, and then some regionals that really look tough to match up, but when it comes down to it, it's the season. There's 64 teams in here. There's a reason why some won their conference tournaments. They may not have the record, Believe me, when you're in that 64, you can't take anyone lightly, and you've really got to bear down and be fundamental and be power, you know, passion and, and relentless and, and get after it. I don't care if it's an Ivy League Dartmouth, you know, or number one Florida. Like it, it's playing a game of catch, it's executing at the plate, and you know, it's game on to get to the World Series right now. So I think really for me right now and and this staff, I mean, ours is most intriguing. We've got two great pitchers coming in here from UCF. We've got a good SEC team coming in from South Carolina. And Dartmouth, their pitcher has shut down a lot of people, and they've played some dogfights. So, you know, it's quite intriguing when you look at it that way. So um, I think it's great, the game. I think it's awesome that, you know, Pittsburgh for the ACC got in. I think that's outstanding. There's some people on the bubble like Georgia State that didn't make it that had amazing seasons. So you realize how – what a privilege it is to be in the 64 and, uh, you know, don't take it for granted pitch by pitch, get after it and, and really work to live out your dream in Oklahoma city here in a couple of weeks. Our coach heading into this week. One thing that a lot of people are, are asking and wondering about right now is the status of Jessica Warren. How is she doing at this? Point? She's doing great and she will be great. And, uh, you know, she's excited to get back out in the field. Fair enough, fair enough. Let's talk about the Tallahassee Regional. FSU will start with Dartmouth in Game 2 on Friday after the UCF and South Carolina matchups. Coach, Dartmouth, you know, coming into this season, underwent the uh, coaching change there. Shannon Detking has done a tremendous job up there with that program coming down there now, and, and like you said, at, at this point, it is 0-0 records. I, I don't want to hear anybody talking about records right now because records mean yeah. nothing. So, Coach, yeah. first of all, talk a little bit about what you're expecting out of Shannon Beckking and Dartmouth and then uh, kind of run through what you're expecting to see out of South Carolina and, and UCS. Yeah, well, I think, you know, Dartmouth has the, the reigning pitcher of the year for the last three years, and um, she spins the ball and spots it, and she comes from the left side. So she's got confidence. She took them to ASU last year. She's bringing them in here this year. I think they're very confident playing behind her. Um, they know what to expect from her. So I think when you have a pitcher, and even, as you know, Shannon's awesome, and I think Bianca is coaching there too. They're, they have great experience as players. But when you got a pitcher that has confidence and has been in a lot of those situations, that just elevates – your team's game, and they have that. They they are definitely rolling with that. They've, they've played some really good teams. They've been in tight ball games with really good teams. So I think our key is to almost have the same mentality as we had against King when we played Pittsburgh in the championship game up in uh, Blacksburg, and it's just from the left side. So we can't get caught up in the nibbling on the plate. We can't get caught up in the speed as we got to really let the ball get deep, travel, and get the ball up in the zone and, and execute a good offensive game plan against them. And South Carolina and UCF, 
you know, UCF, I know you're very familiar with them, obviously, being down there in Florida. South Carolina, we've talked, I've talked about them a couple times on the show with, with some of the SEC coaches that have come on. This is a South Carolina team that is going to fight all the way through every single game. So what are you expecting out of that first game between UCF and South Carolina? Um, yeah, I imagine it's going to be a pretty good pitcher. So uh, you got Nikki Blue with a good down, hard down ball, and then uh, both UCF pitchers, uh, good up pitches, turning it a little good curveball, and both of them throw a pretty good changeup. So um, I expect, you know, South Carolina is a pretty free-swinging team. They're a power team, a very passionate team. And, you know, probably early in the ball game, you know, maybe a lot of swings and misses to be able to make some adjustments as they get to later the ball game against UCF. UCF has got a little bit more speed. So I think they'll put a little more pressure on Nikki Blue, putting the ball in play. Uh, but they've been, you know, a little bit relying on their pitchers to get them through some games and playing some close down, close games UCF has in the last six games that they've played. So I think it's a good matchup. Um, I know we're excited to sit back and, and watch it pan out, um, you know, and, and really mentally get after Dartmouth, get that one under our belt, and then have a great game plan going into Saturday against two quality, quality kids in the circle. Coach, with, you know, using your experience, your your postseason experience, and and even the experience on the international level, having been in some huge big time situations, what is what is your message to your underclassmen this this week? Uh, do what you do. Um, there's a reason why we're here, and and how we got here, and. Um, you know, you put your shoes on the same, you tie your shoes the same, you pick up a ground ball and you swing the same, nothing changes. And, you know, I think the big thing is, you know, pressure is a privilege. Uh, if you feel a little bit of pressure, that's awesome because we're in a position right now that you came here to Florida State to be in and you want to be in. So right now, maybe your upperclassmen can kind of look at some of the young ones and say, you know, you feel it a little bit right now, you're a little excited, and we'll just take a deep breath and let's just do what we do. Put the ball on the ground, situational hit, zone in on the pitches. You want to get a good swing off for the team and, and just do what we do and have fun with it. I think that's the big thing is you could take yourself out trying to look at results. You could take yourself out of a game by just being result-driven. And we just got to be process-oriented. The game isn't over until the very last out, and that is something that we had a lot of fun with this last weekend and something that I'm very confident that we're going to know how to fight as we get into this weekend. So um, really, really excited about our schedule, where we're as a team and a program coming into this weekend, and I don't think there's a whole lot more we could do different as a coaching staff to just let our kids go play. Go play Florida State softball and have some fun with it. And, Coach, last question I have for you. One of the things that – we always talk about is is getting to this point so that you and putting yourself in the position so that you can host so that you don't have to travel. How much of an advantage is it, especially in this type of a situation where you have earned that spot? Your team is at a point now where you don't have to travel. You can stay in your own. They can stay in their own beds. The routines are the same. You know, how much of an advantage? does that actually give a team from from your perspective as a coach? Yeah, you know, I think you look at the percentages of teams that have won um, the World Series and, you know, obviously they're at home a lot more. But in reality, the percentages of teams that won the World Series being at home are probably the higher seeds anyway. So I know years back when Washington won the national championship, they were on the road at UMass and then at Georgia Tech and then we know Oklahoma City. So I don't know if it has that much bearing on the fact that, you know, like you're really in your home 
stadium and you have the home feel. Um, but I do know the extra day of rest, the extra day of not having to travel and, you know, just getting into your own routine. It's something that's very nice. And I think that's something that a lot of people take for granted. So um, it can definitely be done when you get on the road. I mean, it's obviously been proven, but, uh, you know, just having that extra day, you know, today we don't have to really get after it. We, We took a little BP this morning and get to get out and go to do some community service and spend some time with our teammates because we're going to have the extra day on Thursday to do um, some practice, extra day on Wednesday to do some practice. So it just it just makes it a little nicer to have one extra day to do something. Thanks a lot. We'll look we'll look forward to talking with you next week and uh, previewing the super regional matchup that you'll have. I like to hear that. We will be after it on Monday. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been TCRS and Coach Rocha. Make sure you log on to Florida State's website. The links are below on the uh, show description. Tickets are uh, very, very good. Um, y'all, listen, it's going to be a great atmosphere down there in Tallahassee for this regional. So, again, make sure you guys get there. Make sure you follow uh, Blake and Abby, the new show uh Twitter handle is TCR Show. That's TCR Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Coach Rogel, and that's Coach R O G O L. Until next time, later times, everybody.